Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence and I'm grateful for for your continued support to my podcast. Um, Today is a day um, where people uh, remember Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, the so-called father of the nation. I grew up idolizing him because we were told that he gave us independence. But guess what? It was all wrong. Okay, so for 75 years, we believed in nonsense. Now, whether you agree with him or don't agree with him, that's your position, and I have nothing against you. Uh, This podcast is about understanding those events that happen um, post-1947, 1948, after he was killed. Uh, We were made to believe by the Indian National Congress that they were all about non-violence, they were... um, they were about um, um they were about ahimsa they were about peace they they took they they told the um the goons uh how should i say the big bad british that they were terrible um and they kicked them out and they did it through nonviolence and they're people of nonviolence but they were so ignorant they are such hypocrites and we've become hypocrites because of them because they are state-sponsored goons uh the congresses and they control power for 60 years and they still control the ecosystem and what they did when Mahatma Gandhi died was even worse than Mahatma Gandhi itself and you think that who are these people who talked about non-violence I mean is it real that we've been told a lie for all this time about secularism just like how secularism is a scam well, guess what? Mahatma Gandhi and his non-violence was also a scam. After the Mopala riots, after the genocide in, in Bangladesh, uh, in, in East Bengal, um, in 1946, after the genocide in 1947, uh, after Kashmir, uh, I mean, this just did not end. And it was violence after violence, but it, since 2002, we've been brainwashed that the only violence is the Godra violence and run by the Indian, uh, run by the BJP and the RSS. They were the worst type of riots in the entire country. I mean, can you believe it? There were only about le- from 1100 to about 1300 people killed. But in reality, there were what the Congress did was 20 times worse. And they've never spoken about it. They don't have the courage to speak about it. Until you speak about it, you cannot change the past. And you you cannot change and and make adjustments for the future. What is the use of having a past, of having history, if you cannot learn from history? So whether you like it or not, then it's you have to understand it. So if Godra was wrong, the riots in Godra were wrong, then this massacre committed by the goons of uh, of the Congress was also wrong. Why aren't we talking about it? Because it's the Congress and their self-imprinted image of being the secular, perfect group of Bharat Jodo people, they who have committed massacre after massacre on the Indian subcontinent for 75 years, but have no courage to look at themselves except point the fingers at others to justify their own transgressions. So today I'm going to read you a, a, um, 
uh, um, write up on the social media TFI post the untold story of the massacre of 5,000 Chitpavan Brahmins by Congress goons. Uh, it is important that you understand, and and uh, I will I have posted it on my Facebook page, and I do hope that you will uh, take it from there, read it, and go f and understand it as much as possible because we need to spread these news. We need to spread uh, this information as much as possible in order to heal, not to get angry, to understand the past and to understand who we have been voting for all these years. I mean, I voted for the Indian National Congress um, and, and I didn't know because I was too young. So I didn't know about all of this. Had I known, life would have been different uh, and maybe we would have had a better country. But guess what? I did not know. And now that I know, I think that everyone else should know also. So please have, uh, please do share this as much as possible with as many people as possible um, so that we can, we, we can, you know, bring about an awakening and, and put the record straight as to who's the problem in this country and why this country has gone down the drain. Um, as I like to say, in 1947, we were um, uh, 332 million people on the subcontinent, sorry, in India. We have reached 1.4 billion. So from 333 million, we've gone to 1.4 billion. And that's in the, on the 60 years of Congress rule, 55 to 60 years. And the Congress is still controlling the ecosystem. So yes, it, it is important, very, very important. Um, so let's go through straight to the write-up and, and you can read it like you said. On the 30th of January 1948, Naturam Gotse shot Mahatma Gandhi from point-blank range. Gandhi died on the spot. Indian state punished Gotse for that and hanged him for killing a person who had advocated for non-violence throughout his life. However, even when before Gotse, Gotse's hanging, the revengeful Congress had decided to use Gandhi's killing as a justification for the Chitpavan Brahmin massacre in Maharashtra. The massacre started from Mumbai. As after Gandhi was killed, a wave of violence swept over Maharashtra. Chitpavan Brahmins, the class of Brahmins to which Nathuram Godse belonged, were the main targets of the group committing violence. For the next four to five days, Chitpavan Brahmins were subject to the Mughalese killings, era killings, rapes and lootings from the Congress in collusion with anti-Brahmin groups. The series of killings started as soon as Mahatma Gandhi's assassination news reached Maharashtra. Official accounts suggested that at least 15 people were killed in Mumbai on the very next day of Gandhi's death. Soon after, anti-Brahmin wave uh, spread to the whole of Maharashtra. The homes of the Chitpavan Brahmins were systematically identified. Their women were raped, their men were killed, and their houses were burnt. Congress aligned with other groups such as Marathas, Jains, and Lingayats and took it on a mission mood to destroy everything which had even an iota of Chitpavan mark on it. Not just houses were burned, but even factories and offices which provided jobs were not left by the rioters. The massacre was system systematically planned as mobs possessed everything to destroy anyone coming in their way. No matter where mobs reached, they were armed with kerosene canisters, ro rods and machetes. 
Buildings were attacked with cotton balls and kerosene soap paper, and when they were burnt, the anarchy can be gorged from the fact that even children were butchered like animals by these Congress-supported goons. Not even those whose families spent their whole life serving the nation were spared. Veer Savarkar's properties were destroyed, and his brother Veer Narayan Savarkar had pelted to death by the mob. On the killing of his brother, Savarkar had written, He who relentlessly served the nation, he who relentlessly worked for the people, he who stood firm against the Brits, he who fought for liberating Mahabharati, today was stoned by death, by, to death by his own brothers for whom he fought. The activities were not limited to a few districts, Kolapur, Solapur, Satara, and Sangili, and Pune became the main centers of Chitpavan genocide due to the well-organized nature of killings. Chitpavans living in 300 districts in 13 talukas were forced to either die and flee from the state. Officials report have shown that more than a thousand houses were subject to the burning in Satara alone. Selected killings were so immense that three members of one family uh, were killed by the mob just because their surname was Gotse. It uh, estimated that at least 5,000 to 8,000 were murdered by Congress goons and their allies. The systematic media discrimination against Brahmins is not a modern era phenomenon. When Chitpavans were subject by, to systematic murders, no major India portal, um, Indian portal covered it. If not for foreign media, we would not be giving you a detailed description of independent India's first caste-based atrocity. The upcoming movie, Why I Kill Gandhi, is giving Congress nightmares. Um... A few survivors, uh, and, 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 that's, and that's basically what it was. Uh, a few survivors um, have bravely come forward to detail their story in the public domain. Uh, one of them is Arvind Kolkatar. His house was in Satara, 110 kilometers from Pune. His family was a minority in an area full of non-Brahmins. Firstly, the mob systematically destroyed the furniture, and then they took on printing press and typewriters to ensure that if his family survives, they do not have the means to read and write. Chitpavans had to play their, for their pay for their loyalty to their country. Chitpavans were one of the most prominent groups opposing British rule in India. Mahadev Ranade, Gopal Krishna Gokhale, Lokmanya Tilak, Veer Savarkar and others were some of the prominent leaders in independent movement who belonged to the Chitpavan family of Brahmins. Moreover, the Peshwas, the backbone of the Maratha Empire, were also Chitpavans. Due to their prominence in every area, various groups inside Maharashtra had developed enmity with them. These groups were looking for an opportunity to eliminate Chitpavan Brahmin influence from Maharashtra. Uh, Gandhi's death became a tipping point for them to unleash their revengeful agendas. Whenever people about terrorism in India, uh, people talk about terrorism, they do not think for a second before calling God's, God say a terrorist. God say did was plain murder. What Congress goons did in the aftermath imposed an undying terror in the minds of survivors. A whole community had to flee due to fear of their lives. If this is not terrorism, then we need to need a new definition for the term. 
my dear friends, this is a write-up in the TFI post. I do suggest you take a look at it. It's very important. Share it with whoever you can because this is very important to share with... Um, with whoever friends, whichever friends you have, because this is, um, we, we cannot heal if we do not talk about the past. Uh, we've been talking about one, one sided past that is the Godra rights to, uh, to, uh, the benefic beneficiaries of uh, the Indian National Congress and their victimhood, uh, they, in my opinion, who set this up, this Godra riot, in my opinion, was a setup by the Indian National Congress and their goons in Godra. Um, and, and, and here we are today. Okay, so we've got a problem with that and, and it has to be noted. Uh, they're the ones who behind the riots after riots after riots in this country. Their suffocation has led to an absolute disaster. Uh, the bulging of the population. Uh, and, and we've just kept quiet for 70 years, for 75 years. But it's time to stand up. The algorithms have changed, the angles have changed, the yagna has changed, the balance has changed. And this is your opportunity to have that conversation. You don't need to get angry. You don't need to just keep quiet. Uh, you don't need to, to, to be, you know, vent and vent. You need to have a conversation, a decent conversation, um, whatever your point of view with whoever is listening or with yourself. Because this is important. Tomorrow it will happen to you. Uh, it is wrong, it was wrong, any type of violence is wrong, and the only way to stop violence is to have that conversation in your homes. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Have that conversation in your homes and you will have that conversation at your borders, have that at your in your streets and have that conversation in your streets and you will have the conversation at your borders. So this is very important. Now here's another massacre, my dear friends. Unfortunately, it is true. The Marich Japi massacre by the communist government of West Bengal led by CM Jyoti Basu. Uh, who ordered the massacre of Dalit Bangladeshis as ethnic cleans cleansing. Now, I've got this write-up from organizer.org. I do wish I've also posted it on my Facebook page, Religions, Regimes and Refugees, and I would ask you to please uh, take a look at it. It is very, very important. Um, and uh, it was written by the web desk. I don't know who exactly wrote it, but it was written today, early on today. And uh, yes, it is important for us to um, to take a look at this uh, write-up. So um, I'm going to read it to you. Poor Dalit Hindu refugees from Bangladesh had settled on a small island called Marich Japi in the Sundarbans in Bengal. The blockade of the island started in January the 26th and more than a thousand were murdered on January the 31st, 1979. The communist government of West Bengal, led by Chief Minister Jyoti Basu, was successful in suppressing the news of the state-sponsored program of Dalit Hindus for years. Uh, those who tried to tell their stories of persecution and left, uh, the, uh, the left branded it, concocted lies. Never forget the massacre had happened when there were no 24-7 news channels in social media. 
1971, liberation of war of Bangladesh had caused massive floods of refugees from Bangladesh. Many were fleeing the persecution carried out by the Pakistani army in cahoots with the Islamists. Um, the relatively well-off managed to flee to safety in West Bengal, but it was the poor Dalit Hindus who had to face the double whammy of the Pakistan army and poverty. About 40,000 Dalit refugees moved to Marijapi, a small island in the Sundarbans in West Bengal. The communist movement in West Bengal was picking up momentum and poor refugees had high hopes. Once the communists came to power in June 1977, the poor refugees were misled into believing that they would get a better life as the communists promised. Um, little did they know that there was a state-sponsored massacre waiting for them. A year and a half after getting power, the communists did a complete vote phase, declaring the Hindu refugees who voted for them as a burden on the state and that they should be spread all over India. In June, on June 21, 79, orders were issued for the island. 30 police officers uh, police launch boats started patrolling the island, pre preventing poor Dalit refugees from leaving the island. The refugees, mostly involved in fishing, used to go out to collect food. The police launched strikes uh, against the poor unarmed refugees. Some estimate, estimates uh, suggest about 3,000 were killed. Um, the official records put it at 10,000. In 2019, journalist Deep Haldar documented the sufferings of the refugees who faced communist persecution in 79 in his book, Blood Island, an oral history of marriage part Japi massacre. Please, if you get a chance to read it. One of the victims of the state-sponsored program, Santosh Sarkar, told his story to Haldar. He writes in his book, Sarkar would gain consciousness after the leg was gone, um, he would only spend a month, he would spend a month and 13 days recuperating uh, between pain and sleep, between this depths of despair and yearning for Maripachi. He would know, know later the CPM caters had landed uh, that day, fired and killed and raped islanders, looting their belongings. The mayhem continued the whole day. He was also... He would also hear later how police did not even spare children. Bayonets had been thrust into 15 school kids aged between 5 and 12 who had taken shelter inside thatched huts. That was his school. The, the skulls were crushed. The kids had gathered there to make arrangements for Saraswati Puja, which was celebrated the next day. The policemen had smashed the Saraswati idol before they left. Though the figures varied, Sarkar would be told later that no less than 1,700 were killed that day, the day he lost his leg, 31st of January 1979, which was 44 years ago. The state unit of the BJP today has announced a march to Maripachi on uh, Marich Japi on the 31st of Jan to remind the present generation about the brutal murder of hundreds during the police action in 1979. The CPM has no remorse even after four decades. Former MP and CPM Central Committee member Sujan Chakraborty told the news New Indian Express 
the, the BJP was attempting to distort history by flagging an issue which is nothing but a bunch of concocted lies. So you see, even today they don't want to talk about it, but these are the same people who want to talk uh, about how the, you know, the RSS is bad, the RSS has killed people, but they do not want to talk about what they did. And that is very, very important to understand. Please share this post, share this article with your friends and have this conversation because it's only through conversation we can heal, we can overcome these wounds and go forward. Uh, so I thank you very much for your time. I uh, thank you for supporting this podcast. Please share it with your friends, if possible, five friends. Ask them to share it with five friends. Ask them to share it with another five friends and on and on so that we can uh, spread the message as much as possible and go on from there. Thank you very much for your time. I wish you a great day and um, stay safe.